Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our third episode of These Are the Facts podcast. Brooke, we have done <laughs> we've made three of these. I honestly, How do you feel? I didn't think we'd get past episode one. We recorded that about seven times, so I'm surprised that we made it here. Yeah, honestly, when we took that couple-week break, I really was like, I don't think this is going to happen. I'm going to give up on my dreams. But then, honestly... When we came back, because our life was at a lull right there for a couple of weeks, I felt like I wasn't doing any shenanigans. You didn't have any interesting developments. No. And so I felt like we weren't going to have any material. But no. then we, these past <laughs> couple of weeks, I feel like everything's been coming at us and rocket speed. Like we're dodging one tennis ball and here's another. Correct. We have literally been shoving all of the chaos and the shenanigans that we missed from all of March into, like, the two weeks of April that have happened. Yes, and I don't know about you, but I need to debrief one of our most recent outgoings, one of our outings. Oh, yes, I am. I'm so ready for this. Okay, so we're familiar with our friend G.I. Joe, right? Yes, we love, love a good man in uniform. Yes, we do. He's a very cute man. So, okay, I, I don't know how I feel about this man and this current situation. So, as you remember, when we, when he had that little, what did he call it? Like, end of semester get-together? I don't even know. It was a, um, like, he took people from all aspects of his life and he was like, let's get to know each other. Yes, even though most people in that room hated me for reasons we won't go into. <laughs> But that's fine. So, okay, I I need I have been thinking on this for a couple of weeks, and I want to talk about this with you because I feel like we usually debrief things that happen in my life because I genuinely don't know how to respond to anything because one might say I am socially awkward. You're just oblivious to all to all keys. Correct, 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 correct. So as I have been, you know, bored and watching more romance novel, watching more rom-coms and reading more romance novels, I realized I may have taken a couple of missteps in the past couple of weeks. So I want to talk about them. All right. I'm ready. Okay. So G.I. Joe. So you remember like him and I have kind of been on and off. Like we've crossed paths for probably the past year and a half, but I would not put him in my circle of friends. Correct. I do remember him. I more specifically remember his abs. Yes. Not relevant. It's what's on the inside that counts, bro, mm-hmm. not the outside. Well, when you got washboard abs, it's what's on the outside that counts, too. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> That's not what matters. Oh, my God. Have you learned anything from me? Oh, my God. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> Well, he at least gets a few extra points for it. Just saying. In your books, not mine. But listen, you give people extra points for how many zeros they have in their bank account. I give them extra points for how many apps they have on their stomach. Yeah, because you know what? The zeros in the bank account speak to other qualities that I'm looking for, such as motivation, successful careers, a drive, independency, determination. What do abs speak for? Good sex. Okay, I have no comment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Okay, I don't even want to think about that right now. Anyway, back to this man. So as you know, we've kind of been like in overlapping circles, but we haven't really like been friends. Like I, I didn't really text this man for probably the first six months that I knew him. Okay. And then he's in one of my organizations that I am the president of. And I really. Ooh, she a baddie. She a baddie. She a baddie. She a baddie. Um, and so I was doing recruitment and I really needed someone to like run these interviews that I couldn't attend. So I texted him because I was like, he's a little bit older. I fully trust him. Like he's responsible. He's seen things. He is a dependable dude. So I text him. It's very formal looking back on it. Very awkward text. But <laughs> I was like, Hey, I really need you to do this for me. And he's like, yeah, sure. Okay. I'm honored. No problem. And so we kind of went back and forth for a while on that. And that was fine. And then I let it drop for a couple weeks because I didn't really know what to say from them because I'm awkward. <laughs> and so then we didn't really talk after that. And then a couple weeks later, I followed up and it was after another one of our organization meetings. And I was like, um, thanks so much for helping. I like, I really owe you a drink sometime. And he was like, Yes. Uh, I really enjoyed helping. I'm always down for that. And he was like, just let me know when you have in mind. And then I said, okay, I'll let you know. And then it took, I forgot. Very bad. Come (laughs) on, follow through. Mm -hmm. Yes, I forgot to respond. So about a week later, I asked uh, what days of the week work. He pretty much was like all availability. Like I will make time for you. And I was like, okay. And then again, I forgot to respond. Very best. So this was around Thanksgiving. So then I fumbled the ball and we realized I fumbled the ball. So then I texted him, happy Thanksgiving as kind of like a way back in. Right. Mm -hmm. And we like talked a little bit after that. And then I forgot to respond. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You really just, the follow through is not there. No, it's really not. So then pretty much our relationship became like a back and forth on, holidays um i would text or he would text we'd have a little back and forth and then i would forget to respond so yeah so then he was kind of out of the loop after that but then he came back in because on christmas i saw that he had bought a car for his mom and i yes i was very impressed by that and so i texted him and i was like and it's a convertible and you know i love a good convertible hello we live in south florida and so i was like i really would like to take a ride in that you know, if, if you want to make time for me. And he was like, definitely let's plan it. And then I forgot to respond. Maybe Beth. (sighs) I'm not, (laughs) I need you to get it together. I really need you to get it together. I know. I know. So then we didn't really talk for a while after that. And then one of his other organizations that I'm no longer a part of had what they call like their introduction to recruitment meeting. And so some of my residents were watching it and I saw him on there. And so we had like a little back and forth exchange. And then he, he left me on red that time. He did not respond. Disrespect. But I was like, it's okay. It's whatever. And then, so a month later, he comes out of nowhere, right? And he invites us to go to this party. And I was like, hello, what an unexpected text. I'd love to go. Let me know the details. And he was like, yeah, it's going to be this Saturday, 8 p.m. I would appreciate if you could spread the word. I was like, yeah, I'll reach out and see if anyone has interest. 
And so then I asked if there was anything I could bring. And he was like, I'll bring food and drinks, but you can bring something of your own. And I was like, okay, great. Like just asking Southern girl never shows up empty handed. And he's like, I love to hear it. So I'm like, all right. So that's Wednesday. Then I'll go to bed, continue on about my life. And we kind of group debriefed about that because Sarah had also, Sarah and Bridget had received invitations, right? And then you were just going to come as one of our plus ones. Yes. And so we didn't really think much of it. I thought it was kind of strange, but he really seemed to just be trying to get everyone together because he had had a failed party attempt <laughs> earlier in the semester. Yes, he did. So we didn't think anything of it, right? And then he texts me, um, do you like charcuterie boards? This man really came out of left field with, do you like charcuterie boards? Like, hello? Yes. That's your ten- attempt at pickup lines and flirting? i still unclear on that, which is what we're going to come back to. At 10.30 in the morning. And so I was like, good morning, G.I. Joe. Like, what an unexpected text. Didn't expect to see you here. Um, yes, I guess I like. I like uh, charcuterie boards. I'm a flexible eater. We all remember that one. Way to go, Mary Beth. And so we kind of like went back and forth on that. And he basically, basically I missed, I misstepped as I do. And was later explained to me that this man was trying to make the charcuterie board with me. Correct. And to spend time with me. And instead I sent him a SpongeBob gif. I just want you to know. So, Sometimes, yeah. sometimes, I love you, but being your friend is so hard. And navigating through your dating life is so hard. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I'm here to entertain. But so then I was like, okay, that's cool. And then um, he, we followed back up and we were kind of talking about that. And I was like, I'm not, I'm, I like to cook, but I'm not super big into like the aesthetics of cooking and and baking, I'm not very good at that. And then he he made a comment on how he, he is also a chef and he cooks a lot. And so I was like, what is your favorite thing to cook? And then this man tells me it's jambalaya and gumbo. And your Louisiana ass went, mm-hmm. I said, that's interesting that a white boy from Oregon <laughs> knows how to cook jambalaya. Gumbo. And gumbo. <laughs> Interesting. So then I inquired more about that. And basically this man went into how he has a love for New Orleans and their culture. And he has New Orleans nights where he practices these dishes, right? Okay. We see you. And so I was, I was kind of into that. You know, I was like, I'm from Louisiana. Yeah. What a coinky dink. Love, and love the cultured uh, Mr. G.I. Joe. Yes, we love the cultured G.I. Joe. And so we just kind of talked about that for a while. And then... He mentioned one of his roommates was going to Louisiana. He almost went to LSU. And we just kind of went back and forth through that for a while. And that was kind of the end of our conversation. And then the next day, Friday, I texted him about the party because I was getting concerned. Because I, when I got the invitation, I thought it was going to be like four to six of us, like at his house with the charcuterie board, sipping some wine. More of like a get together, mm-hmm. right? Because you don't make a charcuterie board for a party. Correct. That's really weird. Yes. So that's what I was thinking. But then I got to talking to one of our other friends and she started rattling off all these names in addition to my names. And it was about like 10 to 15 people at that time, which I was kind of uncomfortable with because we're in COVID. And also most of the people that were listed don't like my company. 
So I texted him to inquire, and basically the conversation was like, oh, um, we have a lot of the same friends, like wear whatever you want, be comfortable. And then that's when we got into that conversation about did he want us to bring any alcohol? Yes. And he was like, yes. And then I said, well, what do you want? And he was like, uh, ask me what my go-to drink was. Remember this? Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm DDing and I don't normally drink. So whatever you want us to bring is up to you. And then he was like, um, seltzers and beers are covered. Bring some of your liquor or your favorite drink. So I said, okay, the girls are drinking, thinking some wine. So we'll stop and grab some. Then this man brings up the charcuterie board again, right? Oh my gosh. And he says, direct quote, I have the text messages. That will pair well with the charcuterie. Really bring out the taste palette. He really said charcuterie board. This is how we're going to trap her. He did. And so then I sent a flirty text back. And I was like, oh, so I guess you made the board without me? And then he was like, I would never. And I said, um, can't wait to see what you whip up then. And then he asked what I like to drink that was non-alcoholic. And as you know. She said Diet Coke. I may have a slight addiction to Diet Coke. <laughs> slight? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so we have that weird conversation, right? And I don't really know what to do with this. Then we go to the party, and he sends me, like, a, a personalized map saying he'll come down to get us, the parking area, whatever. Then we get to the party, okay? And we're having these introductions. And I'm convinced that this man does not recognize me. He, he for sure recognized you. You were just in back of Bridget, who was like, posted up, hello, G.I. Joe. <laughs> I really just, I'm convinced. I, I don't think he, he did. I don't know. He just like, he, he said hello to the four of you and then went to Bridget and skipped over me. And then when he came back to me, he just kind of like stared at me for like 10 seconds. And then I was like, oh my gosh, hello, G.I. Joe. Like, Nice to finally see you. It's been forever. And he was like, ha, ha, ha. It has. Like, this man had no clue who I was. I don't think so. I think he was just awkward because he was awkward with all of us. Like, he was super awkward in overall, that, that whole introduction thing. Because then he was like, he started hugging everyone, but then, like, halfway through, he realized hugging everyone was kind of weird. And mm-hmm. then he wasn't going to hug me because I don't know him. Right, and so I just feel like like you could see the mental like gears in his mind working of like, oh, I don't want to hug everyone now, but I've already hugged the first two people, so now I have to have hug everyone. But I don't know who this random girl is, and okay, here's Bridget posted up, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I just felt like that was a weird start to the evening, and then when we were walking. I was, like, trying to get someone to say my name. So if he didn't know, then he would know, right? And so we did this little walk to the hallway, whatever. Bridget's taking the lead, talking to him. And we go in. And, gosh, I just was like, oh, my gosh. All my fears came to life. I'm sitting in a room with people that hate me. I'm so uncomfortable. (laughs) I don't want to be here, right? But I'm like, we have to be here, Bridget. And I said we'd come for at least an hour. I've already committed, and I've stood this man up. Three times all Yes, you have to you have to commit at least at least an hour. That's doable. At least an hour. So I'm committing, right? So we're in there and I go to sit down with one of our other friends who's there and we're just doing a little chit to chat. And then G.I. Joe is like, Mary Beth, 
And I'm like, yes. And he's like, come here, I have something for you. And I was like, okay. And I don't know who I pulled behind me. I don't know if it was you, Michelle, or Bridget. And I was like, come on. And we go. And this man pulls the Diet Coke out of the fridge. And was so proud of himself for getting the Diet Coke. And then I was like, yes, G.I. Joe. I see you. Oh, my gosh. That's my favorite. Thank you. And then he makes me a cup. And this entire time, this man is just so proud of himself for getting this Diet Coke, right? He was so proud of himself. Like, you could see the grin. Like, he was so proud. Ear to ear. He was so proud that he was like, oh, I remembered and I did this. <laughs> he said, let me pat myself on the back. <laughs> yes, and you were like, great. Thank you so much, G.I. Joe, for the <laughs> no. Diet Coke cup. <laughs> no, literally. And so then I'm sitting on the couch with our friend. And we're y'all are playing this drinking game, whatever. And I'm sitting there and this man like comes back to grab me. And he's like, Meredith, I want to introduce you to someone before they leave. And I'm like, okay. So I go and talk to this kid. He's trying to join our student organization. GI Joe was really trying to hype me up. Like this is our organization. She lives and breathes it. She's our president. This is the girl you need to talk to. And so I was like, okay. And then he walks off. So then I'm stuck with this kid, this freshman kid who is like kind of uncomfortable. And at this point, G.I. Joe has hyped me up so much that he you sound intimidating. is like awkward. Yeah, I sound intimidating. And so we have this little conversation. I'm trying to have a back and forth with him. Basically, he didn't know anyone at this shenanigans. And he was just trying to leave. <laughs> so we had a little convo. And then I was like, look, if you decide that you want to apply, like here's my phone number, text me. And like we can, I can help you tell you when all the information dates are and whatnot. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I really appreciate that. And I was like, yeah, of course, any any friend of G.I. Joe's is a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. So he gets out and leaves. And then I go back to sitting on the couch with our friend. And we're having a little back and forth. And apparently, as I was later informed by Queen Bridget. We love Bridget's. We are Bridget stands. She, she was standing at the fridge with G.I. Joe. And had made a comment because our whole squad knew about the charcuterie board. Of course. So she had made a comment to him about, oh, I don't see a charcuterie board. And he was like, oh, it's in the fridge. I'm getting ready to pull it out. And Bridget was like, oh, so you made it without Mary Beth. And he was like, no, like, I still need to put it together. And she was like, oh, well, you should get her attention. I know she'd love to make it with you. Did I see this man try to get my attention? Oh, God. I was going to say, I don't remember no. you making the charcuterie board with him because you were sitting on the couch with us as we were playing the game, and some other kid ended up putting it together, right? Correct. I had no recollection of this happening. This man apparently tried to get my attention for like a solid minute, and then, according to Bridget, was so deflated whenever he didn't get <laughs> it because I didn't hear him or see him, and so then he just like put it on the counter and... One of the other guys there was like, ooh, I want to put it together. <laughs> so, strike, I don't even know how many at this point. And so then it's whatever, I'm vibing. I'm kind of like, I need to go talk to him because he's the host. But I'm also kind of intimidated to talk to him because, you know, he's super cute and he's really great. And, like, he could be, like, he could be a potential match for me, right? And I never... I'm interested in men that are my matches. And so when they are, it like really. It scares you. Correct. So, but I'm waiting for my in, you know, I'm, I'm, I have my back to where the sink was 
And this man's out here making cocktails for everyone and just, you know, being hostly duties. And he comes over to our group and he kind of stands on the edge. And I was talking to someone else and she made a comment about how, oh, because I, I had asked someone else who I didn't know what their pronouns were mm -hmm. because I'm trying to be more woke with the time. Yes. And um, he, he is a member of the LGBTQ plus community. So I wanted to make sure I, I gave the correct mm -hmm. one. And she was like, oh, see, this is the white woman that we need. And like pulls someone else in who I didn't know. And she was like, you see this woman? You see Mary Beth? And the girl was like, yes. And she's like, this is a good white woman. <laughs> like she just asked him what his pronouns are. Like we need more white women like her. And she, and then the other girl was like, oh, well, I'm scared of white women. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like you don't like, like why? <laughs> well, we're not scary. And she was like, oh, it's a joke. And I was like, oh, okay. And then G.I. Joe is standing right there. And he made some comment about, yeah, like inclusivity is great. You know, she really promotes it. And I was like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. And then he gets called away by one of his Marine friends. And so we, I continue on. And I don't really talk to him for the rest of the night. He comes and he hovers and then he goes away. And he comes and he hovers and he goes away. And then remember Sarah, I had texted you and Sarah to try to figure out where y'all are because you had disappeared. Yes, we went to and the bathroom with one of our other friends mm -hmm. and we ended up just sitting on the floor with like three other girls and just talking. Yes, and so Sarah comes back and I, she's like, hey, we're here, we're in the bathroom. And then screams, no volume regulation <laughs> because she's drunk. She's like, oh, are you not having a good time? Are you leaving now? Oh, oh Sarah. <laughs> and this man comes running over. And he's like, oh, my gosh, Mary Beth, are, are you okay? Like, are you not having a good time? Like, what can I do? And I'm just like, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> no, I stayed here for three hours. I was only supposed to be here for one. Correct. I'm like, oh, no, it's fine. Like, we just, I was just checking in. I couldn't find them. I wanted to make sure everything was all good and okay. Um, and he was like, well, are you leaving now? We haven't really, like, had a chance to talk. And I was like, no, 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 not yet. Like, we're just touching base. We're just touching base. And he was like, oh, okay. And then Sarah, in her drunken state, goes into this whole thing with this man present about how she's so thankful that we're friends. <laughs> And I really encourage her to be stronger and stand her ground and be more independent. And this man's just standing there with like a WTF look on his face. Like, what is happening? I'm confused. Oh, we and love drunk girl. Like, yes, drunk girl love. We do. And I'm just like, yes, Sarah, thank you so much. <laughs> Go back to the bathroom. So she goes back to the bathroom and we're big chillin'. And it's probably like, 15 minutes later, I was talking with two of these other people that I had met at the party. And they were talking about how one of their five-year relationship was coming up in the next day. And then the other one, I know. And then the other one was going on a year and a half. And so they were, like, talking about their boyfriends. And this man, like, slowly inches his way over. And he, like, joins the conversation at this point. And the one that I wasn't really as familiar with, like just knew by her name, she asked me like, oh, how long have you been in a relationship with your boyfriend? And I was like, oh, I don't have a boyfriend. Like I'm single. And G.I. Joe over here just gets a little smile on his face, you know, a little blush, blush mm -hmm. moment. And, um, as he should. Doesn't say anything, as he should. And doesn't say anything, just kind of like sits there. 
so I let it go and they were like, oh, okay, like that's cool. And I was like, yeah, like I just haven't really like met anyone who I really want to get in a relationship with. Like I, I go on a lot of dates, but it's just. You said that in front of him? There's not. Yes. You said <laughs> I haven't met anyone <laughs> who I want a relationship with in front of the man that you're looking to get into a relationship with. Okay, anyway, anyway, back to the story. I'm narrating here. And so I say this, and then he just kind of, like, stands there and, like, shakes his head. And the girl who was in the five-year relationship was like, oh, I I really understand that. She's like, I have not been impressed with the men in Tampa. And she's like, I totally get it. And then I kind of I realized I thought I had made a mistake, but not really, I think, the depths of my mistake. So then I was like, yeah, I was like, I think there's a lot of great guys in Tampa. I said, I just really am struggling with finding, like, the good ones, you know? Yes. Trying to put the blame back on me. <laughs> and this man gets another little goofy smile on his face. And then someone calls him away, so he walks away. And then about 30 minutes later, Bridget is, like, ready to go. She's like, it's 1230. We've been here for four hours. I want to yes. go. So I'm like, okay, I need to respect this. Like, if we ever want her to come out with us again, we told her an hour. It's been four. So I go into the bathroom, or I'm I'm heading to the bathroom to get you and Sarah. And G.I. Joe stops me dead in my tracks. And he's like, hey, Mary Beth. And I was like, oh, my gosh, hi. And he's asked me again if I'm having a good time. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, I'm having a great time. Thanks so much for doing this. And he was like, oh, yeah. He's like, I'm surprised you came. And I was like, oh, Oh. really? And he was like, yeah, like when we were talking about the guest list, you know, everyone that you mentioned is one of my friends. And I was like, yeah. I was like, that's why I was inquiring about the guest list because I knew like 10, I knew 10 or 15 people that were already coming. And so I really was kind of nervous if if there was going to be more than that. And he was like, no. Like when you said those names, I was like, this is everyone that I've invited like (laughs) these are my friends and I was like oh okay cool 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 yeah and he was like you know I don't understand how we haven't like met before how we haven't crossed paths and then do you know what my ass said what did you say I said oh I don't really know and and I said I get around town a lot I'm sorry you said what I told this man who's been trying to flirt with me that I get, I don't know how I've missed him because I get around town a lot. Mary Beth. No. Oh. oh my and, God. And as soon as it came out of my mouth, it, it normally takes me a couple hours oh. to reflect and be like, oh, dang, I shouldn't have said that. As soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no is correct. You told this man you get around town. That is exactly what I told this man. That's exactly oh. what I told this man. And his eyes just kind of like, there's just like a like an instant of hurt in them. And then he's like, oh. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, but I don't really like go out and party with them a lot. And he was like, oh. And I was like, yeah, but this has been really fun. Like, thank you for doing this. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, do you know where Brooke and Sarah are? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You didn't just, you did not just fumble the ball with that one. You gave it, handed off to the other team and watched them run it into the end zone. Yes. So then we're getting ready to leave, right? I'm this man, stops us again. And he's like, thanks so much for coming. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, thanks for doing this. I had a ton of fun. Like, we need to do this again. 
I, I would love to hang out with you. Okay. And he was like, yeah, definitely. So I'm trying to recover, right, after I've fumbled yes. the ball. So then I go home. I debrief the whole thing with Bridget. And um, we talk about it. And she's like, okay, well, we're going to get brunch tomorrow. So let's invite him. So I text him at 2 in the morning, not expecting this man to respond <laughs> at all because we left and it was 1 and everything was still in full yeah. screen. So true to his form, he responds, and we had said we were going at 11. So this man responds at 11.06, which was six minutes after he had liked my Instagram comment on his picture because he had posted a cute picture of himself. And so I felt rejected. Oh. And uh, as I, yeah, as I do. And so then basically he texted and he was like, good morning. Thanks for coming. Um, I won't be able to make it to brunch, but I really appreciate the invite. I love first watch. And then I was like, oh, that's a shame. Um, I would really like, I had a really fun time. We should hang out again. I would love to see more of you and spend time with you to try and recover the fumble. Okay. And um, I said, you know, like, I wish we had talked more. I just got distracted with having like good conversations with these people who I haven't seen in forever. And he was like, yeah, that, I, it's all good. I'm glad you had some good convos. He was like, I felt, I'm so busy trying to bounce around. They didn't have time to have convos with everyone. And then I responded 11 hours later because I forgot to respond. Oh and I said, Very bad. <laughs> I know. And I was like, well, you did a great job hosting. I had a lot of fun. And I think everyone else did too. And then I was on the tickety talk and I, something came up about Louisiana. So I sent it to him and we like had a little back and forth about that. And then we didn't talk. So that was like, that was the end of a week. So then we didn't talk for a couple days. Then while I'm trying to help me, while I'm trying to help my friend move, this man texts me and he's like, Hey, do you mind if I ask about your relationship with alcohol? Are you a moderate drinker or a teetotaler? I'm sorry. He said, can I ask about your relationship with alcohol? Yes, on a Friday morning at 1045. <laughs> and I haven't talked to this man in like three or four days. Text me out of the blue. Okay. And I, I was like, well, hello. Good morning to you too, G.I. Joe. Uh, sure. Like, of course you can ask about it. And... I was like, you know, I'm not really a big drinker. It's not something I particularly enjoy. Um, but, like, if I want to have a drink, I'll have a drink. But I just, I'm normally driving and DDing, so I just don't do it, yeah. right? Because I don't want to tell this man, no, I don't drink at all. I'm sober. Like, yes. Because you know? <laughs> that has not worked well for me in the past. And so then he's like, thanks for sharing. I'm considering giving up. Um, giving it up for a while to see the benefits. He wanted to know what my motivation was behind it. And I said, um, cause then I had in my voice message, I had said, you know, I think it's great that you're considering that I'll support you no matter what you want to do. And I was like, but I totally understand. Like there's a huge stigma behind yes. not drinking, um, at our age and choosing to be sober, sober. And so he's like, he, he was like, yeah, like the stigma is one of the hardest parts to overcome. And he was talking, he was worried that he was going to lose some friends over it. And I was like, honestly, it's definitely a mind switch change. I said, some people are uncomfortable with the sobriety. I said, but you have to just trust yourself that you're doing the best thing for yourself and that 
people who genuinely want to be your friends and want you to grow will support you in this decision. Of course. Because they'll never stop you from bettering yourself. And if they don't, and they do feel uncomfortable with it, and they think that's a reason to end the friendship, then they don't. If someone ends your friendship because you tell them you want to stop cutting back on your drinking, that is not friendship in the slightest. Exactly. Yes. And so then he was like, I agree. That's when you find your true friends. And then I was like, also, if this is something you're seriously considering, like, I don't recommend going from the quantity that you drink to just like cold cold turkey. turkey. Cause that's just going to lead to binging and worse habits than what you're, you currently probably have. I was like, you definitely should just reduce over time. I said, it'll make you more comfortable with it. It'll make it easier transition for your friends. If that's something you're worried about. I said, and people will notice it less if you decrease over time. And he was like, that's a great way to look at it. Definitely less noticeable when you still accept a drink, but limit yourself to one. And I was like, yeah, um, it definitely is. But like, what made you interested in this change? You looked like you were having a blast bartending at your party. Like this man was up here. with. Oh, he was up here. He was shaking it. He, He had the whole, like, he had the whole thing down. He was working it at the bar. And I was like, I would like a Sprite and rum, please. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And so he, he was like, yeah, like I love bartending because um, he likes to make drinks for people so that they'll enjoy it. And he was like, I've been doing some self-reflection because he's getting ready to graduate. And he was like, I just don't think that the positives are outweighing the negatives of shrinking anymore. And okay. we love, self- we love the like, self-reflection. Yes, we love the self-reflection. That's on my list. And so I was like, that makes sense. I commend you for having this self-reflection. I went into how it's really just a problem within our generation because we've normalized it as a coping mechanism and it's not a good one. And it can really stun someone in the last, in the long term to have that as a crutch. Like every time something goes wrong, be like, oh, I need to have a drink and have three martinis after work. Like, like that's not good. And I think that people can really still have a full life and be happy and enjoy their experiences without constantly being drunk or plastered. I said, I think it really teaches you how to match the vibe and really also how to prioritize yourself and stand up for yourself because you're not letting others peer pressure you into something you don't want to do. And I was like, I've never had a problem with it. If anything, my friends like it because it means they can call me at any time of any day and they know I'm going to be sober and able to pick Mm -hmm. them up. And, And he was like, yeah, he, he went into how he was always just trying to add alcohol to an activity and he wasn't really enjoying the activity that they were doing anymore. And then he went into how he um, overcame another uh, bad coping mechanism in high school. And he was like, I wonder if I'll feel the same way once I remove drinking. And I was like, honestly, like you never know till you try. I think it'll probably be a bit of a rough patch. Like I won't tell you it won't be there's definitely things that I partake in less than my friends because they're not fun sober and I was like but I also look at my friends who are heavy drinkers and basically a whole weekend is ruined because they have a party Friday and Saturday and then they're just gone for the weekend like they can't be productive because they feel so ill or spending so much time like sleeping because they're up until four in the morning on Friday. So they sleep all day Saturday to then get up and go to mm-hmm. another party to then sleep all day Sunday and they feel terrible. So you can't really get anything done. And I was like, it's, it's not my place to judge people. I try not to judge them and their coping mechanisms. And I was like, but I think what you're doing is a really great thing for yourself. And then he never responded. 
Mm. He didn't respond to that? So I, no. So I felt rejected. Oh my gosh. And so then um, about the next day, he was like, yeah, from here on out, I'm committing, I'm limiting myself to one drink. That way the people don't get suspicious. And then he's like, I'll stop drinking gradually altogether. And I was like, yes, it's the self-improvement for me. And I was like, plus you can always hang out with me if people get weird. I like to think I'm a good time. And then he was like, I appreciate it. This doesn't mean I still can't be an awesome bartender. And I was like, absolutely not. You definitely can. And then we didn't, we didn't really talk after that. And then the next day he texts me and he's like, I went out to dinner, had one glass of wine. No questions asked. My secret's still safe. LOL. He texted you that? Yes. Like he you're his AA sponsor? Yes. Like I'm, I'm his accountability person. Interesting. 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 Okay. We're going to bob back to that because I have questions on that. And I was like, yes, so happy for you. And then we did our normal little holiday back and forth like we do. And then I texted him inviting him to my graduation party. And he was like, thanks for the invite. Definitely would love to go keep me posted. And so that's pretty much the last interaction we had, which was Monday. So that's, it's now Sunday. So that's been a week ago. Um, so I, what, what do I, like, what do you think? I don't really know how to take this man. I honestly, I feel like overall, every interaction is just so strange. From like the charcuterie board. Who, first of all, imagine yeah. you waking up on a text of like, hey, do you like charcuterie boards? Like, like I'm a strange person. And that, that was kind of weird. Yes, to me. that is so strange. Especially, especially because we don't have a relationship. No. Like that. Like, we exclusively talk on holidays, and then I forget to respond. Good job, good job. And then, like... Thank you. So, what's your relationship with alcohol? <laughs> I thought that was so strange. The, I only had one glass of wine tonight. Like, that's... What? I'm not your AA sponsor, dude. Calm down. Um, I don't know. And, like, I got... Like, I don't know. I, I think that one... It didn't strike me as weird because we had the conversation and he was emotionally vulnerable with me. And I don't know his situation with the rest of his friends. So maybe I am like the only person in his life who is not really a drinker. And if that's the support he needs, then I'm more than happy to give it. I just thought it was kind of weird that like he was texting me about it. Like we're when we're not when I say we're not close, Brooke, like we are not close like this party. Okay, prior to this party, I had met him at three, like, recruitment events, only one of which I recall. And so this was, like, the second time that I remember meeting him in person. Okay, yeah, so you guys are not close at all. See, I'm, I think that... No. I don't know. I think that there are some good signs if you are trying to actively pursue G.I. Joe over here. Um, there are mm-hmm. definitely signs, like, there that... You know, he's trying to seek out time with you and the charcuterie board. Like, he wanted to – he he definitely – he for sure wanted you to, like, try and go there early to have some, like, alone time before the party to help you set – help him set that up and whatnot. Um, and you uh, fumbled the ball. Yeah. I really must have looked like a whole idiot um, to this man. But I think, like, there seems to be good signs. I'm excited for this graduation party. G.I. Joe's about to roll up. I think it'll be very interesting. I'm interested to see if he actually comes because it's 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 going to be at my parents' beach house, right? And so 
That's like an hour away. I think he'll come. I think that he, unlike someone, has decent follow through, and that when he mm-hmm. says he's gonna he's gonna go, he'll, he'll. I think he'll go. I don't think he would have said he was gonna go okay. if he wasn't gonna. Okay. I don't know. I just I just felt like I don't know the charcuterie board thing took me aback. And then when I was debriefing the whole night with Bridget, because I was, I realized when we were leaving, I was like, oh, I didn't really talk to this man a lot. Like I probably should have talked to him more. And then when I got home and was talking with Bridget about it, she's like, yeah, like you completely ignored him when he was trying to get to you to talk about this charcuterie board. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like what? And she's like, yes, like this man was screaming your name. Oh my God. And I was like, Bridget. She said I was not, I had was not mentally present. Was trying to actively ignore it because I'm nervous. I was nervous. He makes me so nervous. No, it's not. It's the fact that he's like a decent human being with his life together. He's a whole ass man. G.I. Joe is a whole man. He's a whole man. Like, Like he's 26. He's got money. He takes care of his family. He's going back into the Marines. Like, a whole man. He's got his life together, and I'm out here bumbling around, looking like an idiot. Stop! No, you, you, you have your life together too. It's just, it's. I get it. It's nerve wracking. I mean, I get nervous when I talk to my little noodle boys. I yes, which oh my gosh, let me tell you, let me tell you about the interactions that I have had with uh our favorite iceberg lettuce, Mr. Iceberg. Yeah, I haven't heard about him. Okay, so. For everyone else, a little backstory here. I have had some uh, strong feelings for this man, boy, child, <laughs> for a while now. Um, I've known him for about a year, and I've been like actively pursuing for like, six months now. And he is like flat out, re- he's, like, flat out rejected me. We're still good friends. Um, whatever, we hang out a lot. We talk all the time. Man calls me up for no reason at any moment in the day, and then will talk to me for three hours. Um, but he, yeah. So we, his name is Iceberg Lettuce, according to Mary Beth, because you would like to explain. Yes, this man's name is Iceberg Lettuce because there is no nutritional value to iceberg lettuce. There are better lettuce and green oper- like alternatives, and literally, iceberg lettuce is what. Green water. This man has nothing to offer. Please continue. But he makes me smile. Anyways. <laughs> okay, I just I just want it noted that he makes me smile is the same response that I gave whenever I talked about how the Viking makes me feel <laughs> safe and secure and you shit all Correct. over that. And was like, that's the bare minimum. But anyways. Tomfoolery. <laughs> anyways. So I, I really like this. I really like this man. Um and I am ha- I have I am having this party on well it was last night and it was to kind of to celebrate the end of the year. Um, I had just finished one of my positions and it was a really big deal, not a big deal, but it was a really big thing. Like happy, we no longer have that stress of that position. Um, and so we kind of had invited a bunch of people from that organization over to one of our friends' apartment, and we were just gonna like. It was like a group of like eight of us maybe and um, we all had gotten COVID tested or were vaccinated and we were just going to drink, have a good time, you know, whatever, um, kind of just hang and vibe. So 
I was going there with the intention of like, I'm going to be, and I know I'm going to be getting drunk. Um, I'm going there to party and, you know, live it up, have a good time. Like this, this was a celebration of like me being done. And so I get there, I drive over, um, with Sarah and I pick him up and his friend that's here from like home. And we, we go over and I get drunk. I am Mary Beth. When I tell mm-hmm. you, whew, it was gone. Um, and I, <laughs> the whole night, the, the the whole night overall was just chaotic. Um, mm-hmm. I, I fully walked up to this man, confidently looked him in the eyes, remembered my feelings for him. He looked at me. I looked at him. And I pulled my arm back and slapped him across the face. You slapped him across the face? <laughs> I slapped him across the face. Why did you slap this man? I couldn't even tell you. It was completely unprovoked. Like, I'm pretty sure I just walked up to him and I was just like, you know what? Screw you for all the crap that you've put me through this year and all the mixed signals. Boom. And then I, like, was drunk, so I couldn't, I didn't, like, feel the sting of the slap on my hand. So I was, like, not hard enough. Let's go again. And I pulled my arm back again. And all of a sudden, like, four people were on me. They were like, Brooke, no. (laughs) I can, okay, Brooke. Brooke, this is not okay. I hope you know I'm so appalled by this behavior, like, you need to work on your flirting. This middle school approach. Listen, I I wasn't vote. even. This man has rejected you. It's time to. Move I on. was not even trying to flirt. In my mind, I was full blown like, "Yeah, screw you." Okay, well, considering you personally invited him to this party of yours, no, this is not acceptable. It's not acceptable to hit anyone at any time, and especially not. Because someone doesn't return no, feelings. No, I know, for you. I know. I apologized, and overall, we I debriefed with him this morning, and he was like, "Yeah, it's totally fine." And I was like, "I am so so sorry. I apologized a million and a half times." Um, did not, yeah. But I ended up just slapping this man, and yeah, it was quite a night. Um, poor guy. I. I cannot believe you did that. You have put this man, like, I have no room to talk because I can't even get my foot in the correct door. But, like, Brooke. Listen, I know, I know. Talk about dropping the ball. That's so not okay. It was bad. It was really bad. I just walked up. Did you apologize to him? Oh, yes. I apologized to him last night. I called him up today and I texted him today and I apologized, like, a million times. I was like, I'm so sorry. Okay. I think maybe we should take Correct. a step back. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's what happened last night. It was quite an event, quite quite a quite a time. So okay, I have a question. Yes. Okay, do we think now that you no longer really have to work with this man for your student organization? How do how do we feel about taking a step back? Like maybe maybe it's time. Yeah, I do think it's time. I think that I need to kind of distance myself um, from him and from my feelings for him because I think it, not if he's not so in my face, you know, 
um, and we're not like talking every day and hanging out all the time because of both mm-hmm. like our organization and then just like being friends. I think, you know, distance and time will help. But yeah. I I, I truly like I, I understand that you have very strong feelings for this man and he's constantly in your life. So it keeps bringing them up. But I know like having had friends feelings for one of my past best friends, the best thing I could do for myself. And it was very hard because you're used to having this person in your life 24 seven, but really taking two, three weeks a month, two months, however long you need to really like tell them I need to take, cause you've already admitted your feelings to this man. And just being like, I need to take a step back for my mental sanity to get over you. If you have any respect for me and our friendship, like you will understand. I'm not leaving you. I'm not ghosting you. I'm not giving up on you. I just need to do this for myself. And I think really doing that will help you because it helps me. So oh, yes, I, I've, I've already told him like for spring break, you know, I won't be really talking with him. Like we're, we're on completely different, you know, paths right now. And I plan on kind of just coming back for spring break and just not really actively reaching out and just kind of letting that sit there and hoping that, you know, with our organization, with me being done with that and like my position being, being done and like with finals coming up, I can just be like, you know, school, focus on that and really throw myself into that and just distance. And over summer, he's like leaving and he's going off the grid for Mm -hmm. like two months. So that also will really help. Um, So I'm kind of hoping to just like let that sit, let my feelings sit, wait, come back, fall, we can be good friends, and I will have moved on from my romantic interest. Yeah, and I think you're going to have to put in work because not like seeing him for a while, like you, like when I say you can't just like distance yourself from this man. Like, you will actively have to move on because I know your feelings are so strong. And I worry that not seeing him and then seeing him again in the fall when school starts back up, like, everything will come rushing back. See, I, you know, I was thinking about that, too. But I also don't think, like, I don't think I'll see him that much in in fall. Like, he's, first of all, a year younger than me. And so, like, we're not in the same classes. Mm -hmm. I will not be... Like act the the only overlap we have in our lives was our organization, which I'm no longer really taking um as active of a role in anymore, and mm-hmm. I'm just kind of you know like we don't really have that much overlap, so I'm just hoping that like I don't see him around campus really much ever um and if if I do hang out with him, it'll be because he reached out to hang out with me, which will that happen probably not. Are you okay with that too? Like, are you, how do you feel if he doesn't initiate? I mean, it kind of sucks, but also, like, it's not like he initiates now, you know, not, at Mm -hmm. least not nearly as much as I would like. Um, And if he doesn't, then he doesn't. And that's just, you know, whatever. I just gotta kind of move on. And just yeah, find, well, you know, find somebody else who's more worthy of worth my not even worth my time, but 
who is willing to work to for my attention and like you know not just tolerate me being there but actually like celebrate my my presence and my attention and my affection yeah i think it's about finding your partner and i think unfortunately the door is shut on this one but i really think taking time for yourself and maybe you know talking to someone about it i'm really prioritizing yourself this summer will help because i don't think and this is something I struggle with. I don't think you'll be able to be happy in a relationship until you're happy with yourself and you truly like love yourself and love everything that you're doing and are proud of who you are and what you've accomplished. And I don't think we're quite there yet. And I think that is why we end up with men who are iceberg lettuce and have the nicknames of sawdust. And Correct. I'm telling just- you, the you accept the love you think that you're you accept the love you think you deserve quote it really it really does apply yeah and i think it's sad but i also think loving learning to love yourself and being proud of all that you do is really going to take you far and it's going to help you when you graduate next year and kind of transition your life because i know now transitioning in my life it's hard you know i, I it's hard i'm single and everything I have to be proud of is everything that I have accomplished on my Correct. own. And I'm not good at accepting compliments and praise. And so, you know, the man that I'm interested in now, whenever he does that, it just kind of like it makes me uncomfortable. But I, I have to know, like, this man, this man is an equal of mine. And he's truly, like, happy and proud of me for doing this. And shares the same excitement towards my successes that I share towards his successes. And that I share towards y'all's successes. And because I haven't received that in the past, it makes me uncomfortable. But buying a house at 22 is a great thing to do. Yes. Having multiple job offers from big four banks, that's a great thing to do. Starting my master's program in a year. thats an, These are all amazing comp- accomplishments that I should be proud of. And like learning to love myself and value myself for these things that I have and that I've done is really going to help me then be able to love myself and to make someone else happy because I can't do that until I am happy. Preach it. Honestly, I think that you said that so well. And like I said, there's nothing I can say to follow up with that. So this is a great place to end. Um, everybody make sure to check us out on Instagram at these are the facts podcast. We will be dropping episodes weekly on every platform that you listen to your podcasts on and check back next week. We'll be here.